Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak. Oh, damn it! Ah, there we go. <laughs> and today, of course, I'm joined by Paul Sanders, oh, Patrick so Gleason. Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Did you shake that before on purpose? Yeah. Oh. Oh, we usually, we usually I keep it. Usually <laughs> and Dwayne is spent early on. <laughs> usually, um, usually it's much more under control than that. <laughs> that was the goddamn funniest thing we've had in a very long time. <laughs> I'm going to ease into this. <laughs> and, and of course, today we're joined uh, by Joe. Joe, I've never known your last name. How do you say your last name? It's Miedema. Miedema, okay. From the uh, Canadian Tabletop Championships. Cheers, gentlemen. Ah, See, he's less violent. <laughs> wow, so much better than mine. That was a piece of shit. Well, you're, you're not used to being beer like that. Come on. It's no, no nothing, than any other <laughs> nothing was as good as that. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was him wearing it afterwards. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm more worried about the mic than anything. Yeah, chip totally. <laughs> the technician's like, I don't care about Dwayne's face or anything. Hey man, it's it's, it's, it's the two hundred dollar mic. I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, well, so far so good, and uh, it looks like the mesh helped the mesh. We'll see. I'm a professional. That wasn't the craziest thing that happened like within the last five minutes. I just poured hot coffee into my cold water bottle. That's yes. true. And now my water bottle that's never been tainted before tastes like Patrick's coffee. So every time I touch my water bottle, I'll now think of Patrick's hot coffee. So, I was wondering about that, but I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, maybe he's got coffee in, in here as well, right? Yeah. 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 That was that was very funny. <laughs> So All right. I look at your face. I'm like, wait, what did I just do? Why, why did I do this? I betrayed my water bottle. It's not even for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same man. I have a water bottle on the top. Okay, so let's start with our usual segments. Segment one being our weeks in the hobby. Uh, today we're going to start with Paul because he's directly across from me and I can see his face. Paul, what have you been up to? Is that the only reason you're sure? <laughs> That's the only reason. Yeah. Okay. Plus, that way we can um, go clockwise ending at me. <clears throat> all right, fine. Uh, we can hobby. Uh, what did we, I guess the last thing we did was CTC, right? Uh, together? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but you um, you done stuff yourself. Yeah, no, no. Since I'm just trying to figure out when we last did recording. Um, so, I've been rehooked upon Elbian Online. Um, it's just they, they went free to play. It's, a, it's like a. I guess it's a World of Warcraft type Diablo mix, top down, run your guy around type thing. Um, when it, they first, I was original. I was orig- an original backer when it was first idealized. I guess it was. Did you so, the air quotes on the video? Yeah, I did the air quotes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only you would comment on air quotes. <laughs> air quotes. Anyway. Um, I'll be on my way. I got hooked back to playing. I don't know why. Uh, a friend, obviously, said, come play. I was like, okay, fine. So um, it's got one of the best economy systems out of any game I've ever played. Every item in the game is made by a player in the game. So, yeah, so it, 
it, it sort of has a real, I mean, it's got microtransactions, unfortunately. It's a free-to-play game, they all have microtransactions. So, but because I was an original founder, um, I ended up with, money's not an issue for me, basically. And uh, everybody else struggles, and they're like, oh, I've got no money, you know, so you're like I, I am like the 0.5%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I started this game with the equivalent of like, because um, you got gold and you got silver. And originally it was like a sort of a, you'd, you'd make silver and then you could buy gold, just sort of like investing, it's yeah. a bank thing. And you, the ratio used to be, I think it was like 10 silver to one gold. That's basic, that's what it used to be. It's now more like real life, where one gold is worth 1800 silver. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, you're filthy rich then. Yeah, especially when I started the game with over fifteen thousand gold. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's like uh, when I when I tra- and that, that yeah that price fluctuates like it, silver to gold ratio yeah. keeps going up or going down depending on the market, which is really weird. So when I last time I calculated it, I have over like forty-two million silver or something. So technically, you know, you start doing the Warren Buffett thing and just going on and like, okay, now I'll sell some gold. Oh, now I'll buy some silver. Well, that's how you can play this stupid game. Because you can buy, it's like a premium thing where you get more, you get, you know, it's like premium. If you pay for it, you get yeah. bonuses, if you will. But you can do that with in-game currency. Huh. So I never have to spend any actual money in this stupid game. And my friends are all like, geez, we can't afford to do anything. And I'm like, so if you oh, do you know how much money I have? Do you tell <laughs> the bank is full? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Screw that. Everybody would be fucking be knocking down my door. So I give me money. Yeah, well, yeah, just straight up 10% to any. Oh, you want to bring usury into the game? Yes. That, that's your plan. Well, it's, it's sort of a, a PvP game too, right? And if you get killed in what they call the red zone or whatever, people can loot your body and take all your stuff. And then you're out all the money that you invested in such stuff. You know, my, my friend's like, I don't take any, you know, this grade of, of gear with me in case I get killed and I lose it all because it's so expensive to buy it. I'm looking at him. Sculptor? Um, what? Expensive? So, well, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not a drop in the pond to me, apparently, so I just don't care about it. So hire a champion that you don't have to care about. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, my friend. you got to protect yourself. Yeah, hire someone. You have enough money. Just, hey, dude, I'll give you this amount of money if you stand. It doesn't help you when there's six guys chasing you down. One guy's not going to help you. He's going to be dead first, and then they're going to kill you. No, you throw him to the wolves, and you yes. run. Yeah. No, yeah, only two, two people will attack you, and the other four chase you. It doesn't work that way. So... So the graphics look amazing. I've been just checking it out the last two minutes. So what I heard is he's going to give me a thousand gold to play with it. And I'll start the game and be a rookie with like the best bling you've ever seen. <laughs> well, you know what? It's I, I got dragged back into it. But I also, for last night, I uh, re-downloaded Star Citizen, the new newest update for that. You and your Star Citizen. Is that a matter how, how, how much? You're a farmer? Yes. How, how much money have you put into this game so far? Star Citizen? Yes. Is it is it in the several thousands? Mm, almost. Is it close <laughs> to is it close to ten? No. Okay. God no. But is this one that you were farmer? No. Well that's LB online. Oh. Oh. Well, you no. can you can do farming in LB online. Everything is No no, but there's one game you're talking about the science fiction one where you're like you're you're doing farming and no, you can. You have the capability of doing anything you want. Starship or Starship and the world and stuff like that? Yeah. So they have different modules. It, it is Star Citizen. Yeah, Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's more mining. It's not farming. Ooh, sorry. Well, when you say farming, I think of like agriculture. Unimportant distinction. Yeah. Unless you're the uh, National Minister of Agriculture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're still spending time just like on game. So? 
No, no, Wait, you, 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 you fly a ship that does the mining for you. You don't. Oh, okay. You're not actually swinging a pickaxe. No, that's how the mine. Got to get the resources to make the items to sell on the auction. <laughs> that's how it works. Or you can just buy them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You do the work for me. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Any other movies? Um, uh, Aquaman. Actually, I picked it up and watched it. Is it good? I know it. There were some flaws too. There, there's difference of opinions in the old yeah. movie and the, that movie. So something yeah. flaws don't matter. Was it a cinematic production? It's a big dumb movie. Oh yeah! Wow, that is definitely a difference in opinion. No, 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 no. He's not wrong. It's a big dumb movie. A lot of people like big dumb movies. You just yeah. sit there, turn your brain off, and just watch the cool action on the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it fantastic. It was like, if, if, if you like if you liked um, uh, Avatar quality CGI, oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty oh good. wow, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean. Like, I thought uh, the action was good, um, the chemistry between the two leads was good, there was a lot of fantastic action, and then was the plot, of, to keep it on comic book movie level, was the plot up there with say Winter Soldier? No, no. absolutely not. Yeah, well, but that's true. if you watch Excalibur, you've seen the Aquaman. It was... Yeah, but let's face it, uh, we're, we've been retelling the same stories over and over again sure. in various forms for like thousands of years. Well, you, should also, so. you should also look at it like this. Um, if you haven't been one of those people that religiously follow the comics, you know, if you're just a person that just wanted to see this movie and it's maybe based out of a comic, it's a great movie. Okay, but if, if you go into it and you're looking at, well, the history of all no, the no, comics... No, history. I'm going to do the no, movie. Well, it's dumb. The plot's dumb. Yeah. They do... <laughs> It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if the plot's dumb. It, 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 he's, it not, he's not wrong. The plot's dumb. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It was still, it, the uh, fact of the plot yeah, dumb is irrelevant. Yeah. So, for you guys, it doesn't matter. For me, it's important. It's oh, all of a sudden you're not a plot snob? That's why the Blade Runner 2049 so much better than any superhero movie out there. Okay. Plot snob. Urban Dictionary right now. It's not already there. We can initially tag the forefather of the plot snob. I like a good story. But yeah, so yeah, I got to see it in theater a few weeks back. I think I made that on the last podcast, and uh, it was it was a fun movie to see on the big screen. Yeah, cool. Any TV shows? No, we're putting it as far as call. Well, I know uh, Netflix. Uh, they came out with four, four, five episodes of the One Hundred. Uh, New ones? Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly enough, I, I thought it was going to end. Seven? I thought it was going to end That's after. It, it sort of they could have ended. Like literally, they, they get to this new planet and wait wait, wait they left the planet. Whoa whoa whoa. Okay, I, I haven't Spoilers. watched I haven't watched I haven't watched anything in the hundred since uh, maybe season at the end of season four maybe season five. I'm sorry, I thought I wouldn't have. Well, it's not really. A, well, I guess it's kind of a plot. Yeah, they got to throw the. Planet. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a big thing for. Uh, well, considering well, could say this spaceship is dead. Yeah, Earth pretty much bits of shit. But they're all just so, one planet. That, that's the whole thing. If they're trying to populate Earth. Right. To yeah, but I mean, come on. As soon as and then a rocket <laughs> spaceship shows up in space. What? Wait, wait, what? what? Oh my god, spoilers. Jesus, Paul. No, it's not yeah. that big of a spoiler. What, what season was this? Season? I don't know. Imagine if you look it up. Okay, it doesn't matter. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not giving away a whole lot of stuff. Actually, what are you? To be really ethically honest, since I have no intention of ever watching the 100, I can care less. Spoil away. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, but some of us have actually it, seen it is, many it is, episodes. It is, it is yeah. season 
So we can pull one of those spoilers. We yeah, we did. Right? They only put, I like they only put on four episodes. And usually they're the first season to well, well, ten. Uh, no, it's the, it's the, I think hundred. It's a it's a full season. It's like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, the one hundred um, is a CW show. Yeah. So likely, just like every other CW show that Netflix has the rights to, they're putting out one episode a week. Hmm. Yeah, I know, but they, they were doing that before, but they were listing them all and just saying, you know, it's like going to be released on Sunday. Oh, I see. But now there's only four episodes listed, but that's it. Right. Okay. Well, so I don't, and, the, and then every season they've been talking about it being canceled and then mysteriously it gets renewed. Yeah. So well, I was, I've been waiting for it to be canceled for the last two seasons. Right. So well, what season now? Eight or nine? It's on six? Six? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen this set since four. Yeah. Yeah. The CW interest money enough. In the announcements for the upcoming season, they did not cancel a single show. Nice. It's the first mm. time, first time in their history, every single show. Although Arrow is ending. They announced a couple of shows where it's, yes, it's going to be the last season. For right. example, iZombie. Yeah, season. Oh, really? See, it's yeah, already out. Season five is, is already out. Yeah, I really like this. They were they were running they were running out of season five. Yeah, they'd already yeah they announced last year that my zombie season was going to be the final season. Okay, but as far as anything anything else, well, even the last couple of seasons of my zombie, I was like, I'm like, okay, you guys are just sort of like dragging it along. Yeah, a little. You've got you've got no story, no plot. I can see where else is really going. It's just it's sector dying is also ending as well. Ending or canceled? It's because I heard it was canceled. It was it was it was canceled. Don't you answer, Paul? Um, guilty pleasure. Um. I grew up in the age of reboot, that the animated. Yeah, they have a reboot and live action. Yes, and I I watched the first three episodes. I mean, it's a kid show, like seven, age seven. Power Rangers meets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but because I grew up and I have them all on DVD, like the 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 actual reboot show, I have it all on DVD because I grew up with it. It's it's little. I don't I don't have all of it yet. it was my childhood, man. I watched that show. But I, 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 do, I, do have, uh, I do have season three, which cost me an arm and a leg because uh, AD Vision, which was a company that specialized in bringing manga over, like anime over from Japan to the US market, put out season three of Reboot on four separate DVDs that cost like 30 bucks each. And so, like, four and it was four episodes per DVD. I don't like any show that much. Yeah, and I did. I actually bought them all. <laughs> so See, you, you're time, you're more invested it, than I. It, 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 it took a while, but they did finally put out uh, season one and two on DVD. Eventually, yeah. I will buy them. I didn't mean to, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I love that show. Anyway, so it's and, it's and, pretty and, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the live action one. But and frankly, I've seen the live action. The oh, God, it is. It is. But it's very technically it's a continuation because the end of season three. No, it's not a continuation. It's not a continuation. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Literally, yeah. Megabyte gets resurrected by the human villain, and he's yeah, so he's all the Megabyte. So Megabyte gets this. Megabyte is a pawn 
Yeah. Megabyte is a pawn of this human guy and operate for him. Well, he's like, Jesus, my phone's got more computing power than you. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yes, but then there's always the one from the CPU that says, you know, it's like, 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 it's it, was, it was stupid, but my God, it was entertaining. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the first one's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the second one's pretty good, too. In, in my opinion, the main thing to watch there isn't so much Bruce Willis. It's Helen Mirren mm -hmm. and John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, well, it's the interaction between all of them. It's, yeah. really, really, it's, like, it's like these are supposedly top assassin-killing people, and they're all having these little, like, marital spats with each other. It's hilarious. Yeah, well, um, Carl Urban course, was the main antagonist in the first one. And there's this tremendous scene right. where uh, Frank, Bruce Willis' character, is infiltrated the CIA, and the two end up coming face to face. Massive fight, fight ensues. And the fun thing is that during the whole fight, Frank's analyzing this Carl Urban's character's uh, technique, and he's mm -hmm. gone. So, you know, X trying to, yeah. I trained X. <laughs> and the yeah. beat down continues. Yeah. But, uh, I love Red. Red is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. yeah, no, the, the, I wouldn't call him the bad guy, but one of the protagonists in Red 2 was the fellow from, I guess he's from Arrow. Played, uh, what was it? Dominic? No. Damien, Damien Black. The guy that played him. Okay. Okay. I don't remember his actual real name. No, but uh, he was also the first. Neil McDonough. I'm not sure. The first role I ever saw him in was Damien exactly. Dark. He's very he's very blonde. The, the blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah. Damien Dark. Yeah. 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 The, um, the actor. The very first show I ever that I was ever seen that actor in was uh, Batman Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he plays one of the Batman Lieutenant Winter. No. You didn't watch Game of Thrones? The ending God no. One, one, one of the fun things the was... The travesty uh, that was in the last season, are you kidding me? I haven't watched a single episode of the new week, and I'm, I, I, the memes have been really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think they're true, yeah. which means I'm going to be disappointed yeah, as well. There was, yeah, there was uh, another water bottle incident in the very final episode. That's a coffee cup incident. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was a water bottle in the final episode. So I'm told. I, I never saw it. I was waiting until... I, I stopped watching after like season two or three, because um, I was... I'm one of those guys that will buy the seasons, but I'm like, like I'm, Wait, not, I'm, I'm, yeah, the I'm not, I'm not going to buy the entire series. I'm going to buy the entire series in one shot. I'm not going to spend seventy dollars a Her. season. Yeah, I, I have it up to the end of season five. That's when I yeah. stopped. So I, I was going to wait until they did a full release of the entire series in one box set, and then I was going to buy it. It's still be worth it as long as HBO doesn't demand like. You know, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's going to be. I mean, they, they, they they unfortunately, it's, it's I, HBO. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to spend. Fortune per season for when I could get it 
get the same you know same style box and everything for the entire series and well, stuff because they're, they're oh, different every oh, season. Oh yeah, right? that pisses me off. Yeah. As okay, I, I consider myself a collector more than anything. Yeah, I've seen your collection in your basement. It's like right, a it's it's crazy. Wall. It's 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 multiple bookcases yeah. Yeah. stuffed to the brim, all with uh, boxes of DVDs, just of TV shows. But I hate when there's like they they release box sets and they release them every year. And then the, say the first four are following one format, and then five and six are different. But it's like you're not going to go back and reget one to three, one to four, no. just to match the new formats. Now you have mismatched sets. That used to drive me crazy. I, same thing with books, like novels. Oh, when, versus horse hair. Horse hair. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Where no one do they yeah. change formats? They change sizes yes, yeah. of books that so are available. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes some, some of them I have in hardcover. Like, the fuck are we gonna do with one hardcover book out of a fifty? Uh, fifty. Or even better than after all, they do the thing of like, let's put out the you know, oh the omnibus together, yeah, and then yes, add a couple yes, small yeah. short stories. Sure. So like, this, pick that up just for short stories or nah. no? But this, yeah. yeah, this is just one of the many reasons that I've actually moved to uh, e-books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I still like having a book in my hand when I read it though. If I'm actually going to read it, if if I'm not going to read it like physically with my eyes, then I'll just audiobook everything now. So I'm going to do the day thing for the tabletop. So we done this. Sorry, I was just wondering if my mic was actually still working. Oh, it's working. I can't really hear myself. Uh, that that could just be your volume, yeah. Hear yourself better. So Paul, better Yeah, pretty much. Oh, good. It's only been twenty minutes. Excellent. Yeah. And and Paul has Paul has the least to talk about. Probably. I'm okay. For okay, right. fine. Pat, let's move on to you. Oh, right. oh Jesus. Why is that so loud? No, you were super loud. Okay, so, well, uh, I saw a movie called The Wondering Earth on Netflix, mm -hmm. which is uh, oh, Japanese? So uh, Chinese? Chinese? Chinese one. Right. It was huge in China. Like, this, this made more money than Avengers Endgame. Whoa. Interesting. Uh, wait, hold on. Whoa. Are you talking just in the Chinese market? Yes. Okay. In the Chinese market. In the, in the Chinese market, it made more than Avengers did in the Chinese market. Yes. Because Avengers blew past a billion dollars in the opening weekend. Yes. No, no, it's in the Chinese market. Opening weekend. In the Chinese market, the Warrior is the huge blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And it's actually pretty interesting. It's basically like, okay, the sun's going to supernova before they thought, which means, of course, they expand, right? Right. So it's like, oh. It's going to eat Earth in 100 years, and then the whole solar system in 300 years. Well, if it gets to Earth in 100 years, that means our planet's fucked in 10 years? Uh, yeah. 20. Based yeah. on the heat. Yeah. You're basically eating yeah. all the things. So they're like, ooh, we got to do this. So what do they do? They put rockets on the Earth and, and make it go out of the solar system. Sure, why not? Because that is... <laughs> why okay, not? Okay, right. Okay. Hey, dude, you, you watch Aquaman, okay? So don't give me about the whole weird science stuff, okay? They're not trying to move a planet in Aquaman. No, they open up a whole device. I mean, they open this room that was meant to work underwater with one drop of sweat from up on its head. Okay. I will admit that was pretty. Uh, pretty but then again, so was the guy with the 160 pounds of concrete chain wrapped around his head. And then so it all off was they put rockets on the Earth to move it out of the solar system. And what they find is to use very use of Jupiter's gravity to help. Sure, slingshot. Yep. Yeah. So they said that uh, picture makes so much more sense. So they how much fossil fuel did they use? Well, it's actually using uh, fusion power. Was it using solar power? Because I was going to say all of it. It's <laughs> using solar power. They <laughs> should. It gets better as the sun gets closer. Come on, people. But it's also because what was interesting is that on a space station, they were for 17 years, and 
the Chinese guy was speaking Chinese. His Russian co-pilot or buddy was speaking Russian. And they still understood each other? Yes. And well, not, it wasn't in English. It was like Russian. Sub subtitles. Well, subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Had to. But it was just so funny. It was like, oh, wait, you don't speak Russian and Chinese? What's wrong with you? So, and when they're talking to the headquarters, <laughs> the guy, the guy there was answering was, was French. So he was talking French. Why is sure. this? Why is this a, a shock to you? I don't no, understand. It's, it's, it's like it's like you know, watch an American movie though. So everyone speaks English. Yeah, they Everyone. just do it with uh, Russian accents. But it, or they, yeah, yeah. yeah or if you're Sean Connery, you tend to speak Russian with a pretty horrible accent, and they just go, okay, let's switch to English because it's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I know, it's not like in what, Watch the movie Hunt for an October. Yeah, I know, I've seen it. But what you're saying is normally you have them speak the same language. And there are people showing like, no, we've been known each other 17 years. I understand when you're, you know, you're speaking Russian. It's like it's like Han Solo and Shade. Right. Yeah, they get it. Yeah, so American movies have done that, Pat. Yes. It's Star Wars. Wandering. <laughs> the, Wandering. the Wandering Earth. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's actually pretty good. Uh, like, like I said, the science is interesting. Like, Because they actually admit, when soft rotation of the Earth, anything outside is pretty much going to be wiped out. Mm -hmm. So we have to go underground. And, you know, it, it for Chinese one, is actually pretty good. And the other one, Deborah and I watched recently, John Wick 3? Yeah. Who is that great? Oh, That's dude. Oh, my, it's my, amazing. Is it? It's yeah. so yes. good. One and two are good, so I was told. Oh, yeah. This is how I put it. It's a beautiful ballet of brutality. Because <gasps> it's, it's, again, it's got the artistic feel, you know, the music with the, 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 the lights and everything, and then just John they, Wick just killed everything. They go 23 minutes before he pulls his first gun. That's a long time. And it's still completely action-packed from start to finish. But boy, do they make up for it afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't see him again with the other guy. But, but it's, it's just so weird. I, I did not expect him to go that long without pulling yeah. a pistol. And everything does a great, like, all the acting is oh, great. Oh, fantastic. And Ian McShane, can't encourage it. He is classic. Uh, I can't, right. I wish they, Dwayne and Gary's name played Sharon, if you know offhand. Or, oh, uh, he's, he's a very oh, famous yeah. actor. Yes. He's also, they're, they're all bad. Uh, they all do a good job. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember Sharon. Like the original Tron? No, 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 no. Sharon is the guy who, uh, in, in the original oh. John Wick, he's the, the butler. No, no. Concierge. Oh, oh, concierge. Uh, yes. oh um, uh, he, he was the guy off of French. Yes. And stuff. He played, he played the, uh, I think it's Lance something. But he's he's so different from because he's just the perfect perfect concierge. You know, nothing shocks me. All these people start arriving. You know, people show up in blood. It's like, yes, sir, we'll just go over there. Right? Yes, but it's waiting for you. You know, so good. And yes, and the ending. The well, they already announced there's going to be a fourth one coming out in 2021. They already announced it. And you knew there was going to be just based on how the third one ended. Yes. I don't know if that's a spoiler or like or anything, but but it just. Yeah, well, let's, let's face it. I mean, like, uh, are we a complete surprise to have this series just abruptly end? Well, it looks like it's going to end. Without the possibility for. No, it looks like it's going to end uh, after four. After uh, four, yeah. They've already. Yeah, it looks like four is pretty much the finale. The guy, the guy, by the way, that comes here, his name is Lance Reddick. Um, I became a huge fan of his because of French. He was awesome on French. And, uh, yeah, and I thought he would. I, I definitely enjoyed seeing him pop up in the first time. I haven't seen chapter two yet. It's, it's I was, good. I was, it's good. I was complaining to uh, Devin Carter on the way, on the way to the taping about it. Uh, it was on Crave and the other night. I was thinking, okay, I've got some time. I know Parabellum's coming out. I really should see chapter two. And it's not on Crave anymore. Yeah. And unfortunately, 
you do need to see chapter two to get to understand chapter two. Yeah, because chapter three basically starts off right at the as chapter two ends. Well that's what chapter one did. Well no no chapter one chapter one and chapter two chapter two sort of took place a little bit after chapter one ended. Not a whole lot. No, this one's right after. Like this one's the same Oh it's sort of like a continuation. Yeah, like sort of like you see him running into a building, and in the beginning of the chapter three, you see him inside the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for Kaylee, though, uh, it's the 40th anniversary of Alien this year. Actually, uh, yesterday was the 40th anniversary of the movie's release. Uh, so for my Dark Heresy show uh, last week, I ran the guys through a sort of version of Alien where they got to meet you know the pods, the eggs, and the face hunters. Yeah, that was interesting. That yes. Was, that was very interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh cute, it's eggs. Oh, what's gonna do? Oh wait, where are these things coming out? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, you know, and they're like they're fast and everything. Now it's interesting because Paul's character is a guy who wears a full mask. So I'm a death corp. Yeah. So so it he his him one attached to his face. But it just kept like trying it to. Was, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, was that penetrating? No. Penetration. No. No. It was. It was, was humping my ass. Yeah, it was doing. <laughs> but it was starting to get ready to do the acid. So he's like, "Oh, maybe I should do this." And Darren decided, "I'm just going to burn it off my face." Yeah. Yeah. With, with a hand flamer. That's yeah, right. Because he's so. He and he's yeah. not. He's and it not worked. Wearing, uh, he he yeah. believes so much in the emperor that he actually rolled well enough that he. Go for tight. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The emperor trusts me. I know this because I'm I'm one of the emperor. He's, you know. Listen, the guy speaks to me directly in my mind, so... And then there's a poor Gavin who had one to touch his face, so Paul's like, I'll just shoot it off his face. <laughs> <laughs> and so no, he, I didn't miss. No, he hit. It was just the acid started splashing. Oh, no, the acid, the acid. <laughs> Gavin filled his own shot. He tried That's to shoot right. his face, and he shot his face. Yeah. He shot his face off. No, he shot his hand, remember? He grabbed it, was no, pulling no, it away, and no, he put no, his gun through his eye. Well, that too, yeah. But then he also shot yeah. through the face hugger, blew his hand off in the process. Yes. Yeah. So poor Gavin's rolls were like me. Terrible. Uh, terrible. Yeah. So, but it's funny to watch. Mine were excellent. Acid through his chest. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I gave them really nice futuristic heretical armor mm -hmm. and they're weapons. All, they're like, okay, we'll work. Except for Gavin's like, no, I don't want to show up my muscles. <laughs> yeah. Because he, got, he got genetically modified by what was it? Some like yeah, an yeah. ancient or something. Yeah. Like one of the. So yeah. he got bought up because he's like, I want to next to you. Look, look at my big body. Like, okay. Yeah, he was he was all anal about this. He's like, he's like I've oiled myself. And, and this, that, and the other thing. We're like, okay, dude, whatever. So this face huggers get shot. And, and he's acid. covered in this acid stuff. And it's slowly eating away his body. And he's like, and we're I like, guess you should have worked tomorrow. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? The helped you. Um, so that's what I did for gaming-wise. Uh, I haven't continued with the pen dragon for a while. And I've just been busy doing a lot of the uh, videos from the uh, Tabletop Championship and stuff like that. And that's it for just a couple other guilty pleasures of movies like John Wick 1 and John Wick 2 to catch up and go, oh yeah. So I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I know you've been trying to do some uh, division. Yes. And I give you the culture because I've been playing so much. That's all right. That's what happens when you're a rich asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. My uh, real life <laughs> friends don't need me. <laughs> Joe, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, gentlemen, it's uh, it's been obviously wonderful to come back to uh, out of the basement to yeah. uh, talk and have a great time with you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, just so you know, my cold water coffee mixed with is now mixed with coffee. Yeah, it tastes disgusting. Yeah, of so, course it does. I was gonna say it's probably it's just think of like a really. Water down ice pot. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> They're just going to give that a really good scrubbing out. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, straight chip. 
No, straight gin. Okay. But then my water will taste like yeah. gin. No, like my solution to the problem is dumpster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once it's been contaminated with coffee. It's so have you been doing anything besides sleeping in the last few months? I've been, I've been trying, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a, I, I don't know your format very well, but I think i got a few answers for you. Okay. So from a movie point of view, I have not watched any new movies. Uh, however, I watched, I, I, with my wife, we watched um, the Chicago series, so Chicago Fire, Chicago, oh, uh, mm -hmm. all those ones, and uh, those ones have been really uh, yeah, rocking and rolling. That's right. a major time commitment, that's like uh, three hours a week, because there's three different Chicago shows, if I remember right. There's right, and uh, it seems to be a different season every episode. It's like winter <laughs> one day, summer <laughs> the next, and people getting their, you know, arms blasted off, and then Police brutality. It's, it's, a, it's a good mix. Uh, we quite enjoy it as a, a couple side. And then um, there's a few um, shows on Netflix I just watch by myself because my wife's not overly interested in them. They're more, you know, typical action movies or yeah. all those good things. Um, I'm trying to think of Altered Carbon. Oh, yes, Altered yeah, Carbon is so, so good. So I'm kind of doing that solo, but I love it. Yellow. Yes. It's been a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Um, what is the other one? It was Altered Carbon. Something right down that path. There's one a movie called actually they watched a movie called Spectre. It's oh, a Netflix yeah. one. It's not yes. amazing, but it was pretty cool. It's sorry, yeah. It, uh, the one with the Russians and yeah, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. It was actually, Russian it was, special it was forces. Their very first Netflix yeah. um, movie in the original. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's what started. The yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's it's all right. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. the the concept at least is very cool. The the main the main actor fell. He was actually in the um, the Pacific, which was a sequel to Band of Brothers. Right. Oh, yes, he was not. Cool. Unfortunately, not a good sequel. No, oh. no, it wasn't as good. But I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was Japanese. I mean, that was pretty real. No, I mean, I don't have a problem with with the the, the premise of the show. Just the, the execution wasn't as tight. Yeah, as... they were they were following the coattails of Bad Brothers. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a lot of catching up. I took some notes when you guys were chatting. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a few to catch up on. Um, it's really been a very busy time since CDC. Uh, personally, a lot of stuff on uh, my career side was changing yeah. in the army after a while. So it's uh, trying to you know tidy that up and find out what my next job will be. Mm -hmm. so might be the greeter at Walmart. You never know. <laughs> I'll be the youngest one. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I'm looking at project management and a few other things. But to keep it on on the out of the basement side, um, I'm really looking forward to some of the movies coming up this year. And, and having time to do those things, mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool. And um, we're offline, you were talking about Battletech. You put oh, some Battletech with your son and stuff like that. So, so, so I got two things on Battletech. Ah. Uh, my son was able to get an amazing deal on some Battletech from the uh, Castlevania games, bringing my table. And we bought these little miniatures that are about two and a half to three and a half inches tall, you know, from an atlas to uh, whatever. And they're amazing, by the way. I, I, yeah. I, we have like 20 or 30 in the box. And they have like, so there's one called Valiant, which is like an axe, and yeah. it's real tight, and it was an option. So, like, yeah, so that was good, but also on the game front, Battletech has the perfect warfare. Yes, mm -hmm. so I actually comes out in two weeks. I just started looking at that with my son. You know, he just watches me play and tells me what to do, and then I do it, and then we get stomped, <laughs> which is fine. And then I just up to my weight class to like 400 tons. And like 50 and it doesn't matter what you right. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got one SRM2 that's that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Have my ace and ten. Yeah. Ace of 20s. Oh god. Yeah. I'll 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 talk about that when I when we get when it gets to my turn. Oh we're we're excuse me. No, no we're not. Well as the person running the the show, I, I don't think we will. 
<laughs> so no, I've been really looking forward to it. I haven't played any tabletop games in a while, so I'm actually hoping to get a, a practice game in because the day after I get the army and I'm actually going to be farm it down in Buffalo. The, uh, the beef and wings. Oh, yeah, oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. So that's we we, we talked to the guys running that. Um, yeah, Drew Brownson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so they came down to see mm -hmm. has a great time. Of course, I was actually chatting with him just a few minutes okay. ago because he's got some um, examples of there's a big um, kids' uh, zoo or a zoo, you know, for yeah. all ages, but kids are great, and then children's museum and stuff. So, yeah, we're going to make a little family vacation this time instead of flying solo and uh, a little chance to get out and enjoy the, the Buffalo area. Well, and I'm going to go back to the CTC because now, for our viewers, sorry, sorry listeners, uh, we haven't actually talked to you. Well, in a couple weeks. It was about the post. Hold on, hold on. It's it's been a week since we posted it, or less than a week since we posted it. But the the um, actual yeah, the actual recording date was actually pre CTC. I just didn't get to actually yeah. editing it and posting it until like, we earlier have, this we week. Did have on Facebook with all we did, yeah. Like that. So. Gotcha. Um, we just want to go through, like, we really enjoyed it. It was great for us. Oh, uh, super, super fun. So we just get your feedback for our viewers or listeners and stuff like that. And yeah. Well, as you know, um, there was a wonderful time had by like, mm -hmm. many people. It ended up being like, well over 300 people, uh, close to 380 people at the Canadian Hilltop Championship. This class many, uh, three, four, and five. And, you know, you as uh, the basement was a huge component of that. I mean, you were not only the face online for online videos, online interviews, and Recorded videos and recorded interviews, but that you were bringing in people that I didn't even realize, but like people from just every different yeah. background. Mm -hmm. What were you playing? What country are you from? What yeah. city are you from? Like that was interesting to see really like cool the, 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 the wider spectrum that I was expecting and stuff like that. And I know we all learned from what happened, and we're gonna make next year better, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully not so much downtime where we're nothing yeah, is going on. Like, we have yeah, nothing to talk about. We're working on plans and stuff like yeah. what to do, but uh, we thought it was great. But uh, is there anything that you want to like? Shout out for anybody in particular for besides your mom. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone in the team, like the core team, which you guys are obviously a, a major part of. Um, I could not be happier with. I mean, you know, in many cases, when you volunteer your time, energy, effort, in, in many cases, money, or or these resources, you know, it's hard as an organizer to to have a, a full understanding of what that looks like until it happens. So. That's kind of taking a retrospective look. Like you guys were you know, five people on the ground with an amazing setup. You each had all your gear. I won't guess the amount of money, but I know it's a lot. And uh, it's a fair amount. But you brought a capability that is really amazing for 2019. And yeah. you guys, as a podcast, as a concept, didn't exist 20 years ago when you wrote really? the convention, right? Like True. this is a this is more of a modern age, 21st century, staying connected with your community, like minute by minute, interview by interview, yeah. uh, picture by picture, and. The fact that you were able to help manage the CTC page as well as your own page, link them all together, bring in the sponsors, the vendors, yeah. the exhibitors. You know, so if we start with there, those people, um, you know, had over uh, 15 major sponsors that you know provided over uh, 500 or more dollars, yeah. and and it was amazing. Like it's humbling when you look back on it, going, wow, like so many people from all across Canada and some parts of the northeastern states came up. You know their their concepts, their people, their staff, their products, and their excitement, and they just they just gave it everything. You know, and, and I was you can't do it without an amazing team, but you also can't do it without the people, yeah. and you can't do it without the gaming community in terms of uh, those businesses that are like they live off the gaming community. So you know whether it was train or paints or you know our local gaming store. Yeah, like that's I'm that's surprised how many vendors of train there were. Like yeah, because I mean you know, yeah. and stuff like that, but then there was a. Uh, 
Zolk and Zulk and Lynx. That's right. Uh, a couple of, like, um, as well. M3 Studios. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we had, like, really good participation from two Ontario and two amazing factories. And I also think that that's, like, a sign of the technology as well. Now, because with 3D printing and laser cutting and stuff like that, and they also work the same terrain. Like, they all have their own spin yeah. on how they get things. Mm -hmm. right? like the, the, the modular stuff, I thought, was really well, yeah, cool. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting. Like, it was definitely meant for people that, okay, I don't have too much space to just keep out the terrain. So I can, when I need to, I can pull it out and put it together. And but yeah, everyone had like their own sort of version of the, the training they were doing. That's right. Was it? It didn't feel like a copycat. No. So you're always just if you think of how many different tabletop games are out there, like even just popular ones, like you're well over twenty. Yeah. And then you look at all the subcultures and subgroups. They're different scales. They're different genres. They're different eras in terms of timeline. Yeah. Like everything from the Lord of the Rings all the way up to your, you know, 40th century. Well, also the size too. If you're talking like the the 28 or 28 millimeter ones normally, That's right. all the way down to the, the 15 millimeter oh, yeah. ones. Or flames of war. Flames of war. Totally different terrain. Yeah. And uh, but nowadays with the kind of technology, they're able to produce those ones and sort of put their own spin of how they, you know, their own version of their vision of how they want to do something. Like that. Absolutely. So, I was surprised at that. It was again, you know, good turnout. Uh, but I just want to make sure we're going to say, you know, how great, much fun we had, and wanted to give you a chance to do shows and stuff like that. For yeah, so like you know, our, our team was amazing. We had also spent a lot of energy, um, essentially, you know, designing, fabricating, assembling, priming, and painting over. We ended up doing 102 tables of training total, which is across all the game systems. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing when you kind of think of like that's that's over 2,500 unique pieces of building. Mm -hmm. You know, most of it either of medium density fiberboard, yeah. most of it glued together with little page <laughs> and most of it primed with, uh, let me one more response here, Rust-Oleum, which is amazing, by the way. And they and did a, air, air guns all the way for air, air <laughs> As much as you can. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually had to buy, uh, like, commercial grade uh, masks to try and, like, my wife would keep looking at me, and I'd come in at, like, midnight, and I had, like, these different colored boogers coming in, bright <laughs> red, bright yeah. red. She's like, I don't think it's healthy that you inhale a can of spray paint every yeah. 30 minutes you're out there. I'm like, it's a good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. Not. And then I got a mask and I didn't have boo boogers anymore. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had a really great time. We also had a chance, um, as, as all of us know, the CTC was also a charitable event in that we, yes, um, right. we were like a, a revenue neutral uh, endeavor. And we were able to raise uh, $1,350 for a Warrior Canada. That's amazing. For a solar hunt fund. Um, so we actually like I was trying to set an internal limit of us or internal goal of seven hundred fifty. We almost doubled that, like pretty close. Yeah. And then cool. over five hundred dollars for the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, sort of for Chio. So yeah. I was super happy about that. You know, it's close to two thousand dollars of charity. In addition to actually a couple hundred dollars raised online, Patrick. Thank yes. you very much and for uh, the basement. Yeah, and I really now that Facebook has that donate so button. Cool. So like, cool. oh, that's. Right away, and I didn't even really understand that how that worked until mm -hmm. after the fact, like uh, last week. And I was like, Oh, we actually raised more money than I even thought. Yeah, so that's, that's just, kind of a nice thing. And now that I know it's there, we'll start like right from the beginning. Then yeah. <laughs> that's a nice thing to have that, that touch to be able to say, Don't have to come to us, donate yourself, but here's a yeah. link. And here's a link, and here's, and then you know, right away, you get that particular. Uh, Charity's mission statement, where the money goes, what they're doing, yeah. and if you don't agree with it, that's cool. And yeah. if you agree, then it's like you know, you click your MasterCard, and boom, there's yeah. ten bucks, or twenty bucks. And uh, so the charity, and, and not only from the team, but also the players and families that came out, seeing kids at a convention is always cool. Um, you know, we are we're all amazing yeah. young gentlemen, <laughs> but you know, the next generation is really those five or ten year olds. I know a uh, part of our uh, 
podcast with Gavin, yeah. where his uh, 13-year-old uh, mm-hmm. daughter as well, and she was in different things, and uh, yeah. that's uh, sure his, his daughter came in. And, yeah, Ava came in. And yeah, she had a celebration color. Uh, yeah, and, and so speaking of the kids, like my son painted his first miniature ever yeah, with, with JP. JP Bricka was yeah. one of our right hand men as well. And also our friend Adelaide, like there's three kids in my close family friend group who all got to paint a miniature for the first time. Yeah. And that little like 28 millimeter model was like, you know, two inches tall, like means a lot to these kids. Oh, does, yeah. You know, they're like, wow, I got to really. Yeah. And that's how you get them hooked on the next day. Uh, and that's when Christmas presents start yep. going from Paw Patrol to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want new paints. Yeah, unfortunately, Paw Patrol is a lot cheaper than Walmart. You know, that's stupid carrier thing. I forget what the Paw Patrol or anything. It's like okay. this big 18-wheeler truck that has technology that moves 500 miles per second from the Arctic to you know wherever it is in the United States. Um, that's broken. But anyway, the, uh, the other thing is like you know, not only do we have like you know hundreds of people, but we actually have people from eight different provinces in Canada, which in several kind states. of was it's it's kind of like a really cool thing, right? It wasn't a regional or local uh, endeavor, although you know we are all from Ottawa you know, in terms of living here, yeah. and there's many many people from Ottawa, but just like people coming from out of town, you know, like four thousand miles away, which was uh, you know really cool. Yeah, there's uh, from Texas. Yeah, the two boys from. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. They, they came from uh, Will and yeah. uh, John came from El Paso, and they're guys from West Coast and Oregon. El Paso, really? Yeah. I've got one from El Paso. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's and, a small world. And uh, I know we've mentioned several times before, but it was pretty amazing that we had, for Warhammer, six of the top ten players yeah, in Warhammer for the kids right. showed up for this first event, yeah. and they enjoyed it. I think they did. I, I mean, I'm biased, but I, uh, I didn't see too many people who weren't totally happy with the, uh, yeah. you know, like, there, yeah, there's some always every event has some challenges but most of those are logistics related and when it came to the actual people walking away and shaking your hand and saying hey i really can't wait for next year you know, that was, that's super cool yeah. and whether that was you guys having a chance to do an interview with you know someone who may not personally feel very important like in their little community but you like brought them in you said hey you know john smith what do you do mm-hmm. oh i do this and this and this and like, oh that's very cool there's 500 people like that's gonna listen to this and they're like oh that's really yeah like, we had a chance to Tell them what we do and tell them what they do, um, and I think that all speaks to community, which is the whole point. Yeah, the gaming good. community is cool. We're very diverse in backgrounds, ethnicities. Um, you know, we all had different uh, whether it's reboot their followers, <laughs> pleasure, or you know, fighter mice for Mars, or yeah. you know, I don't know any of those Looney Tunes. You know, like it didn't matter what you watched for Saturday morning cartoons. We all had a cool thing. Training yeah. I got that too. <laughs> it wasn't black and white. They're back then. Oh, oh, well, actually, any maniacs did do some black and white touches. Oh, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In my memory, I never realized, but it's basically a musical. Like, there's so much song oh, and dance song. in Animaniacs. Yeah. It never occurred to me in, from what I remembered. I went back and tried to watch them, like, oh, God, they're singing again. <laughs> I, I follow some of the uh, voice actors from, uh, from those cartoons on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, uh, mm-hmm. especially uh, Rob Paulson, who did Pinky, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Maurice LaMarche, who did The Brain. Yes, and those guys. <laughs> if, if they ever come to a convention, yeah. I'm going to have to go because they are genius. Awesome. So I, I just just to wrap up the CTC. So I, you know, in terms of shows, there's always too many people. Yeah. But like I can tell you that without these means, without the dedication and support of many close friends and, and organizations. 
you just don't get a community effort. So yeah. I couldn't be more thankful. Um, and I guess the last one would be like to thank the Rio Crown Club for hosting us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they haven't done it before, like doing a gaming convention or you know our type of audience. But at the same time, they made it feel like uh, we were able to have a great time yes. at a very good price. You know, bar was open, food was there. And, you know, people were able to play games and feel like in a safe environment. And you know, air, you know, it was a little bit cooler on Friday, but then let's you know throw a couple hundred bodies in that hall. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they responded quickly for any of the issues we did have. That's like, right. Yeah. They, Extremely I don't blame approachable from a management. Yeah, I don't blame them for stuff that happened. Just things happened, but they like the Friday morning had issues with the plumbing. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I can't. You know, it's not they planned it. But Patrick, they, why did you put a big turd in the toilet? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they came out and got got people fixing it right away. Yeah. yeah it was they, as soon as it happened, the manager was on top of it. And there was other options too, so I never felt like from the logistics point of view that I only specifically went down. Yeah. I said a little bit longer wait times here and there. But like you know, you got to have a great weekend. All the donations to show up went straight to the Wounded Warrior Canada yeah. uh, for the five bucks admission. And you know, the last things we're looking forward to next year already. Like uh, we had a chat just before this kicked off, yes. and uh, hopefully it'll be the first weekend in May next year, one, two, three, May, 2020. Uh, 2020. Uh, but we're still looking at that to make sure it's the best option. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. It's just uh, 11 months away. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least most of like, uh, it's already done. Yeah, sure. Oh, so yeah, you, you, you don't have to worry about another 100 now. tables. Oh, well, still yeah. lots of work. well, there is, but yeah. But I got my heart literally work until 1 in the morning, like yeah. gluing my fingers together. Oh, and yeah. if I do it, do all that, it's only because it's going to be bigger next year and better. Yeah. Not because, yeah. you know, you're right. Yeah, good yeah. chunks done. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, Dwayne. What have we been up to? Uh, just a little this little thought. Uh, one of the recurring themes of the podcast is just how far behind I am in the genre TV shows that I actually do really like. None of that has changed, really, but I am up to date on two shows. Um, first is uh, from uh, DC Universe, Doom Patrol, mm. which is airing on space here in Canada, yeah. uncut which I have to give Bell Media some kudos for because uh, usually with the language they have on Doom Patrol, they'd be, uh, <laughs> they, they would not be airing this, but uh, they, do, they do air it uncut. Uh, actually, oh yeah, there was even a sex scene in the first episode and they didn't cut that either, so I was a little surprised about that, but hey, um, nice to know that uh, they've loosened up a little bit. Was it, was it the robot? I hope it was the robot. Um, <laughs> it was, except it was a flashback to before. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, basically, it was to show just how much of a jerk Cliff Seacord's character mm. was before the accident that changed his life. Right. Uh, he was basically uh, scoring the babysitter, literally. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, if anyone listening to this is a fan of the Grant Morrison one on Doom Patrol. This is basically directly inspired from the Grant Morrison one on Doom Patrol. I mean, Danny the Street shows up. I never expected them to do something with Danny the Street, but Danny the Street shows up. So that was uh, quite remarkable. Uh, I just saw the latest episode last night, and it's a really good character examination of the Crazy Jim character. So, uh, you know, just some really good stuff there. Uh, the other show that I'm currently up to date on, and I'm kind of glad because it's coming to an end 
next week is Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, which airs on uh, ABC Spark here in Canada. Um, it's a freeform state, so the station formerly known as ABC Family. But uh, they've done such a good job on there. I think they made a really good choice in relocating the characters to see the Orleans. And it's a very tight show. I think there's like 10 episodes total in the season. Really, really long. The big epic confrontation, the big bad of the season is coming up uh, next week. And they've had some fun stuff, like a video game that actually referenced the old 80s comics. I'm sure that Pat Ramsoy if uh, he's listening to this, knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure he loved every second of it. It was hilarious. So, uh, some very good shows. And the interesting thing is, is that in this episode, they tied it even more into the uh, Marvel Netflix TV shows. Okay. Uh, because last season, uh, the, the cop character who helps out our heroes uh, referenced her friend Misty mm-hmm. in New York, who's seen some really strange stuff. Um, in this one, uh, one of the uh, characters is reading a newspaper, is reading a story about Luke Cage. Nice. Uh, and so uh, I really appreciated that. On the gaming side of things, uh, had another session in Mr. Ramsey's 3.5 campaign. That's been going pretty well. Can't complain there. Uh, unfortunately, just due to timing, uh, pretty much had to skip a month. So the next session is coming up uh, first Wednesday in June. So that'll be good. As far as video games go, uh, mostly I've been playing stuff on my tablet these days. And I keep meaning to uh, start up. Shadowrun Hong Kong, because I really want to try to get a little bit further with that one, but uh, hasn't happened yet. Uh, I'm playing a lot of uh, this uh, Galaxy Attack game, and it's been, it's been kind of fun because uh, I mentioned this one before, where it's one of those where they're encouraging you to buy, buy, buy mm-hmm. all the playing time, but you can still grind it out if you want to. Like, managed to get up to the proper number of crystals to buy basically their second highest level ship mm-hmm. and the difference in combat capability has been unbelievable just all of a sudden the stuff that i was struggling with i think yeah, you know, yeah. fairly fairly easy you know still tricky in, in some cases but a lot easier so so there's a Star Trek version of that same kind of game, and I started playing it when it first came out. Uh, actually, I think before it was even officially released, released, um, there, uh, the only way you could really gain access to it was if you it was a, an ad from like a, another game. They run the ad, and if you click on the ad, then they'll like install it and play. But they didn't have it like readily available; it wasn't officially launched yet. So I started playing it, and it's another one of those games where 
filled with microtransactions like, oh, you want to speed it up here, buy some yeah. crystals, yeah. crystals will speed this up. Oh, you want to buy the next tier of ship? Well, it's going to be really expensive. Or you can buy it for crystals, and the crystals are only like, you know, $5 for 100 crystals. Yeah. So it was one of those kind of games. Microtransactions. Yeah, uh, and actually, I'm, I'm fine with games that, are, that have microtransactions if they're not pay-to-win games. This one very specifically is a severely a pay-to-win game, whereas if you buy this one ship, it is a thousand times better than anything you can even get in-game. Yeah. And so up until like level 10, there's no real PvP. Up until level 15, there's no base combat. But after you get past level 15, your base is now a free-for-all. And you're, you could have your base completely maxed out. But this one ship will blow you away and steal everything that you've made. And you're basically starting over again. That's and so the first yeah. time that happened, I said, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Never again. Like, like, and I haven't gone back uh, since. You know, you can just stop playing the game. Yeah. Like, and I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give the guys some video on shoot your credit. Yes. Sensei. You can mm-hmm. make it definitely, uh, you know, you can pay money and allow people to advance quicker. But they have nothing in the game that you cannot earn just by playing the game. Right. It'll take you a very long time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, for example, like, the highest level ship you can only get by getting these legendary tickets, which you only get by opening up these treasure chests. Mm, yep. Of course, the chests are hard to come by, so I've been ignoring that ship entirely. Um, the next two ships down are all crystals. Mm. Um, now, the main thing is just that the third highest ship, they drop the price in crystals significantly, I think, from 250 to 180. Mm. That, but I was so close to having enough for you know the highest ship you can get the crystals that I just kept going for a little bit and right. I skipped over and got that one because I was a high enough level in the game that I could have not either. Mm-hmm. So now I'm only saving up for like 180 crystals to try to get this one ship that I'm kind of missing. Right. But I'm, I'm in no hurry. Um, but uh, microtransactions are one of the fun things I did, um, I've been playing this uh, Sonic Dash game for fun for ages now. I usually just play a little bit in per day and all this stuff. I went looking in their store and they had like, you know, the most efficient package, of course, the most expensive. And it was like, uh, you get 200,000 regular rings for, and 2,000 red star rings. $130. I've been playing it for so long that I could sell what I've got at that rate. I'd make myself about a thousand bucks. Holy. Uh, and that's only, and it'd be a little more because after I sell off all the Red Star rings, I could go and sell much more regular rings because I'm somewhere over the two million mark with those. <laughs> just, but I will say, I was like, this is how much they value this stuff. Can you cash it? On that? I wish you could. You can't. Yeah, I know. Uh, can you trade yourself to a player? No, uh, I wish I could. You can sell on eBay. Your thing is, the thing is, I basically have to give up my Google Play account, which would give up that particular Google account, which would be uh, way more trouble than it's worth. So, no. Fair enough. But, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, so, you know, that's a fun thing for when I'm sitting, you know, Watching the design shows that she likes so much, which only consume at most half my attention. 
for fun, but you know, they're not exactly. What are they designed? Houses, clothes? Uh, it's most of the houses. Yeah. yeah, she likes she likes the house a lot. Uh, as far as reading goes, uh, I'm now on June 2010, Carpal Woman. I've slowed down a little bit. Oh, so it's, I've only gone by like two months since the last time that we, that we talked about. Uh, I'm still extraordinarily bitter that DC University is not available in Canada because. Ever since I heard that basically dropped the entire DC digital catalog onto that service, it's like, I want it, but I can't get it. You can't, uh, well, you can't I get can it. probably VPN. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's too much, it's too much trouble that it's worth. The free VPN services are all a little sketchy. I don't want to add the cost for a, there's a NordVPN, which it gives you ads for on some of the podcasts I watch. Uh, well, one of the things you could do, which is what I'm doing, is use a browser with a built-in VPN and just set your VPN settings to North America, and the majority of that will automatically link you to a U.S. account. Which or, uh, it's called Opera. Yeah, Opera, which is often arresting. I don't use anything else anymore. But I always have a VPN on. But the, but the thing is, is that I have a deep distrust of free services that are involved with security because the truism is if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And so the question is, how are these guys funding, funding this stuff and what are they doing? And so I, I don't know, that's maybe that's just me being a little too paranoid, but I don't I prefer not to make stuff like a VPN with a free service because VPN is supposed to keep Private, but anyways, um, so Marvel Unlimited continues to be a real pleasure that I will never stop recommending to folks who uh, want to read some good comics on a budget. And I'm still working on, uh, it's funny I mentioned in the Lost Mattercast, but I'm still working on Phil Pullman's Dark Materials. I'm into book three now, so uh, that's been enjoyable. And I've also been kind of mixing and matching my reading. Um, I borrowed, uh, it's a original novel by Rob Thomas about Veronica Mars. Mm -hmm. And uh, he put out two of them uh, just after the, uh, the Veronica Mars movie that was kickstarted a couple of years ago, which I haven't seen. Oh, it's good. But uh, I'm hoping that it'll be on Crave because uh, Crave has picked up the rights to the Veronica Mars revival in season four, as they're calling it. And as I understand it, they will also be streaming the first three seasons. Nice. So I'm really hoping that they'll also be streaming the movie, because that would be nice. Uh, if not, I can just lend you my copy. Uh, excellent. Nice. Did you pack the Kickstarter oh, yeah. high enough to get? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't able to go as high on that Kickstarter as I wanted, so I just put it in a box so I can oh. keep track of the uh, the goings on to say, well, hey, I was a tiny, tiny, tiny part of it. <laughs> uh, other than that, there's uh, the last thing actually is online gaming. Uh, mm -hmm. I've mentioned the online Earthbound format that I've been doing. Unfortunately, it has died a horrible death from a severe case of real life hitting pretty much the entire storyteller staff. Yeah, like just one after. 
after having to drop out for various reasons. And so uh, it was just last week that the decision came that, yeah, we're going to pull the plug and shut everything down. Turn off, turn off the Discord server and uh, shut down the forums. Well, that's too bad. But I turned on Skype for the first time in quite a while because we were having a Skype date with my parents that they can see their granddaughter. My parents are back in Nova Scotia. And messages from this whole chat group that I was a part of started to these were the folks that I played Exalted Second Edition with. And it was all um, chat-based chat games like typing mm -hmm. and stuff. Going back all the way to the White Wolf moderated chats that uh, I ended up overseeing the dissolution of those. Uh, oddly enough, uh, the staff kind of departed and I ended up taking over for the last bit before they shut those down. The fun thing was was that we gave every player a thousand XP and said just go nuts, forget about justifications, just buy whatever the heck you want to. And we did some really crazy stuff like uh, before it ended, we ended up having a group of our players take over the five metal shrike, which is basically the ultimate warship uh, and exalted capable of destroying much the entire planet if you really wanted to. And we let the players get a little bit of mess up with that. Yeah. So that was good. But it turns out that uh, there's a group uh, playing what they call 2.5. They did so towards the end of second edition they did some errata that really cleaned up the rule system and made some necessary changes. All this bit. They put out a uh, free PDF called the Scroll of Errata which detail all this stuff. And that's the system these guys are using. They've got a website set up. It's chat, it's chat based, just like kind of the old days. Yeah. And that. So I've revived an old character, and some of these guys I knew then are involved. And haven't done a lot with it yet. It's just been in the past week or so, but it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. And that's it for me. I'm done. All right, uh, so on to me, because there's no one else here, and uh, we're only an hour and a half, or sorry, an hour and five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> hey, with five people, especially since we basically did an entire like, post-mortem of True. CTC, that's not too bad. That really could have been like a whole separate segment, but that's fine, no worries. All good. Well, we didn't um, go with my head. Right, so yeah. that, that, that is a good point. Yeah, okay. I want to give a chance to uh, really say this piece. So on to, on to what I've been up to over the past uh, three or four weeks since we last did our recording. Um, the big thing, and we kind of talked about this a lot at uh, CTC, it was a major uh, point of discussion through long segments where we had nothing else to talk about. We just started talking about how yeah, City... we had some talking about you kept bringing that back. <laughs> well, C no. City of Heroes City is back. Of Heroes. Oh. Yeah, well, considering that it's, you know, your favorite of all online... Time. World That's right. Game of all time That's correct. From the dead, I can kind of understand what you're talking about. Right. So this is a game that I played uh, when it first came out about 15 years ago, uh, for eight years before the servers went dead and NCSoft shut it all down. Apparently, uh, someone on the development team had given the entirety of the source code to a, uh, a private group, 
and said, here, take this. Someone needs to know about this and then have it. And apparently for the last six years, that, that game has been run in private and no one knew about it. It was a by invite only um, uh, server that people were playing on. And um, eventually one guy who was invited to join said, I want everyone to know about it. And it, it got leaked to the internet. And then, oh my God, the, the drama and the bullshit started. But eventually the guy said, listen, we want everyone to have this. And so they just gave out the source code to everyone. So it's it's now available. If you wanted to, you could run your own server. Um, and they have information on how to set it up and, and how to get it running and and, uh, and and how to play on it. Looking at it right now. So do you have a server? I don't have my own personal server. I'm using the uh, the one that the, the private group were originally using or had created. Uh, when they opened it up, they actually created four separate servers to play on. Um, and so I'm playing on Indomitable. That's that's one of the, the lesser populated, one of the newer ones. Um, but it's still, at its peak, has around 2,000 people logged on simultaneously. So awesome. it's it's starting to pick up speed. It's starting to grow. And, uh, and people are jumping back on board. And it's free to play. Um, all the cool things that you kind of earned as a veteran of playing that game over the course of your five or six or seven years. Uh, all that's now available for you from a specific vendor who doles it out to you for free. So you, so you can still feel as powerful as you were when you left. It gives you access to things maybe you would never gotten high enough or, or advanced enough to be able to unlock. You actually have access to all that now. So all of the kind of unique stuff that some people had that's been made available to everyone. And it's just making things, making life a bit easier. Uh, they've made some minor modifications to a bit of the code base to make it a little more accessible as well. Um, uh, and I, I'm just having a, a really, really good time recreating old favorites, making brand new ones. Uh, there were a couple of kind of experimental um, power sets that had never made it live. They were only on the test servers. Those have been activated and are, are working well. And uh, I've, I've managed to use one of those and make like a Green Lantern clone. And and another clone. Oh, a Superman, of course. Uh, the, the very first character I make is always a Superman clone. Um, and he's doing well. Uh, but I'm really liking this Green Lantern. I made a Firestorm clone. I'm, I'm basically trying to recreate the entire Justice League. I may create an entire supergroup and put all of my special characters in that supergroup and just have it called the Justice League. Can you do a Martian Manhunter? You can do a Martian Manhunter. After. Nice. It's, a, it's a bit difficult doing his uh, his... Uh, as special abilities, though, it doesn't really translate well into the, the various um, uh, yeah, archetypes. I, I can't imagine either telepathy or shapeshifting. Yeah. Well yeah. Unfortunately, there is the there is no there is no shapeshifting ability. Although there is a couple of um, uh, power sets that uh, that do kind of shift your form a bit, and there's one where you completely change into a giant rock beast. Uh, so something like that might work. Um, you could also there, there's there's a um, uh, they call them advanced classes that you have to unlock these by at least getting a one guy to level fifty first, um, and it's 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 a uh, an alien which can either be in human form or can shift into this weird squid like flying creature or into this giant um, crab beast. So those are its three forms, uh, and you can switch back and forth, and they each have different abilities based on what form you're using. Uh, so you you could kind of do that and make it like here are the the two different forms that the master manager is shifting into, but but you can't really do like a proper shape shifting. 
So, um, but you could do like like Batman's easy to do, Superman's yeah. easy to do, even Green Lantern with his you know creating things out of whatever. If you color tint things right, at least everything <laughs> at least looks green. And there's this one new melee called uh, psionic melee or psychic melee, where um, when you do a punch, like a giant kind of fist comes out of yeah, your hand, right. and it looks so Green Lantern. Well, it's not the giant green box. It's not. It'll do. It'll do exactly, exactly. It's it's the best, the closest approximation we can make. So. Um, I'm really considering now making a Batman clone and putting all these guys into a Justice League supergroup. I think that would work really well. Um, so anyway, I'm having so much fun with this game that the only other thing I've actually managed to boot up on my computer to play is uh, Battletech. That's nice. the only other game I've tried. I haven't played Division since I got back from Cuba. I haven't even booted the, the, well, the system. Well, that's good, because then you haven't gotten further ahead of us. Yeah. That, that, that is true. I, I am really Yeah, so Urban Warfare comes out the 4th of June, two weeks. Apparently the Linux client for Battletech is in good condition. Yep, it's very stable. like to try it, and it's expensive. True. Um, yeah, so uh, I cannot wait for the expansion. Um, as soon as it comes out, I'll definitely be jumping onto that and trying out the Raven, and trying out just the, the crazy modifications they're making to the game. Uh, in order to have like an entire city biome, yeah, like the city, like I, I watched some of the um, the uh, videos that they've kind of put out. Uh, every Friday uh, until the release, they've they're having um, live streams of one of the developers and uh, usually at least one media person or uh, like one of the head developers or whatever, uh, sitting down and kind of showing you the gameplay as they're as they're live streaming it and. Um, just seeing all these like blocks and blocks and blocks and having a guy like on top of a building firing off LRMs and the ones that miss your uh, your actual target, they're destroying buildings is, kind of around yeah, you. Oh, it's, uh, it looks uh, fucking amazing. You I cannot wait. Just go through yes. Uh, I, I don't know if you can physically walk, but yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the regular biomes they have where they have um, uh, buildings and other things and you walk near or over them, buildings crumble around you. Yeah, so definitely. Well, especially like, uh, uh, I have a hundred times American. Yeah, so yeah, like, exactly. This thing towers. But, but the cool thing about being in a in a urban biome is you're talking about skyscrapers, so yeah, things that are actually taller than the map. So I don't know if you're going to be able to walk through those. They're actually going to be real physical obstacles for you to move around and also provide um, line of sight blocking terrain. Right. And um, and having your even your LRMs fire over uh, buildings that are super, super tall, that's going to actually impact how many of them actually make it to their final target. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You lose, you lose at least a few well, of them. The Hulk. <laughs> so uh, yeah. You've played quite a bit of the current. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been playing through it for uh, basically. Like I was on the Kickstarter, so I actually started. I had access to it before it even came out back in the old beta there, days. There is. Uh, well, it's it's not MechWarrior Online, but it's the same company that releases it uh, is actually is releasing uh, the MechWarrior Mercenaries yeah. Six, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. um, that's coming out in September. Okay. That's a single player campaign, but you're in the cockpit. You're like it's a first person or third person, however you want to play it, um, in a single mech. Mm -hmm. at part sometimes it's part of a land, sometimes solo, and you're going off and destroying things. It's that's going to be a great game. So that's more like news or sorry. It is. Yeah, that's fine. Only question about Battletech mm -hmm. is I played the the game after it got released. Played yep. it, loved it. The whole campaign, amazing. 
They then had their first major flashpoint. Update. Yep. Flashpoint got faded for maybe a few hours, and then when I get through it, did they actually incorporate close combat weapons? Like yes. The axe that yes. They, they did. Yeah. The Hatchet Man is was yeah. the released with that uh, with that expansion, and in fact, one of the uh, flashpoints you run through, I think the first flashpoint is available to you, uh, introduces the Axe Man, and uh, awesome. and has it as a mandatory part of your lance. Good. Yeah. So. I mean, if you kind of think about it, close combat urban warfare, mm -hmm. I mean, you're not getting much LRM action anyway, because right. EMP jamming those LRMs are going to hit shit. Exactly. But mm -hmm. if you get a few like close combat weapons like swords and all that stuff, like I hope they put a lot more of the CC in there. Yep. Because sometimes it is just better to run a full tilt speed with 100 times. <laughs> oh, oh especially. It's better. It's more fun. Especially if your heat levels have gotten to the point where you're starting to cook in your cockpit. It's not working anymore. Take a second off. Like, okay, I'll, I'll rest the weapons and just go in and pound the crap out of this map. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that damage would be more than like the 60, 70, 80 that you get from an old fist. Uh, yeah, they're, they're actually, um, along with the release of Flashpoint, they, are, they released some um, mods that you can install on your mechs. Mm -hmm. So either leg mods or um, fist, uh, I think arm mods, yeah. mods to increase your close combat damage. Well, like, oh, like they're nice. offline, they're joking, you have a mech that has a shield in the axe. Yeah, Valiant. You know, the Valiant. Uh, that's not a model that's currently in the system unless you go the mod route. Right. So there there actually is a mod that incorporates every mech you'll ever have heard of. That's cool. It's, that's it's a bit of work to actually get to the point where you can play the game, but once you get it all set up, um, yeah. it completely changes the whole dynamic of the game. Well, thank you. I don't know if it's a change it, but I'm just excited for the new Urban Warfare, yeah. and I, but I haven't played Flashpoint enough. Okay, so let's just say we're all going to get Urban Warfare. Oh, I'll just do it. Just yeah, do it. so we can have a little every Thursday night. Unfortunately, the multiplayer in that game is not very good. Um, so you don't. Oh, yeah. Every, everything about it is still the same gameplay, but. Setting up your your turn base, it's it's one player versus one player, uh, and lance your one lance well, versus their lance. It's you can't do so cooperative. Yeah, mech warrior. I don't know if there's going to be an online multiplayer capability. I can't see them not doing that. Well, since, uh, mech warrior online right now yeah, is that yeah That's, exactly. It, I don't think it, it. I think they finally introduced a single player to it, but originally it was strictly online. I, I remember yeah. uh, when yeah. Battletech was still like years ago, Chicago had an area where you go in. Oh, the pods? The pods. Yeah. Yeah, the, the three, like you'd sit in and it'd give you, you'd actually sit there and have the 360 vision put into the screen for like to be, this is what it's like in a mech. And um, and it's also one of those um, motion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you take it for your film, you have a full chair movement, stuff like that. I don't know if they still have it. Uh, I think that got shut down several yeah. years ago. Yeah, but I was reading them and you're going, like, man, I have money. That would mm -hmm. be super fun. It's like, okay, guys, we're going to go play, you know, Battletech in the pods. So a really quick tangent. Uh, my job in 2013, 14, 15 was developing the Army Simulator System. For really? Our flight armor vehicle sets. Oh, nice. yeah. So like I delivered a multi-screen, multi-dimensional articulating platform really? to, yeah. across the entire army oh, to yeah. basically allow gunners and drivers mm -hmm. and crew commanders to do their yeah, exactly. So, so what has maybe cool is mechs going right. around? Sure. Tank. Well, like tank, tanks, well, basically, are, mechs are the, the, next, the next level progression exactly. of tanks. So if you think of all of what the mechs crush with their foot, like, 100% mm -hmm. kill them because they're a stupid tank, yeah. well, we're at the stupid tank level, and eventually we'll get to the <laughs> mech level. Uh, like in the original Battletech one, like the original tabletop game, mm -hmm. You have enough tanks, they're taking down mechs. Well, there's a few AC-10s on there. Like, yeah. Well, it's because also they don't worry about heat like mechs do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Like, oh, what is shoot, 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 shoot? Yeah, uh, yeah like the Shrek PPC carrier, oh, which yeah. fires oh, three cool. PPCs at a time. Yeah, those things are brutal. Yeah. Or the um, the Demolisher with the AC-20 on it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I, the Swarm you? Yeah, well, that's just it. Yeah. It's like, that, oh, hold on. Oh, I just, I just, I think the, the worst, though, the target number one, anytime I ever play this game, SRM carriers. Yeah. Shrek, yeah. Mounting six SRM sixes. That's thirty-six rockets flying at you every six. But yeah. times eight damage per. Yeah. Uh, for I, I don't remember what the tabletop damage is in the game. It's um, the six is the maximum six. damage per rocket. Per rocket, so 36, so 36 times, six. times six. Yeah, that's just, it's spread all over. So you're basically you're, your entire um, armor has been shredded by the end of that one round. Then the AC twenty comes in. <laughs> well, I just I remember this is this is a long time ago. I think it was either. MechWarrior 4, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, mm -hmm. and they put out two um, booster packs, uh, like Inner Sphere and Clan Next or whatever. That was four. Yes, um, they had. Well, I think I, I think I went and modded it, and there was uh, these. This was back when they were dealing with Robotech, and they had the you know the they stole the. Models? Uh, you mean Robo Robotech stole the models? Or no, no, Battletech no, stole, stole, stole the models. Stole the models from Robotech. Anyway, they, they had the, the Blood Axe, is what it was called. Mm -hmm. Gigantic guns on it. Yeah. Um, I think MechWarrior 4, you had long toms. You did yeah, have long toms, yep. I put two long tom shots on that Blood Axe, and that thing one shot everything yeah. from a range that nobody could even get close to. You. Yeah, of course. You're talking artillery fire. Yes, that's yeah. right. That was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit in the back, bang. Well, dead. I sort of like in the tabletop one. <laughs> Jump jets are really cool. Like you can't shoot anything. Like, if you're from the tabletop, your your modifiers to hit are insane. Sure. You're like, oh well, look, how many times can I roll on two d six a twelve to hit? Yeah, because <laughs> it was crazy. Like you're jumping, he's jumping. It's like, everyone's missing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's those are the basically the only two games, video games that I played since uh, our last recording. Um, Loving the crap out of City Heroes. I spent a lot of time in that game. Um, I've got two different accounts running on two different computers. So I'll, I sometimes I team with myself and just have like a healer kind of following me around. And every once in a while, I'll hit a button and there's the healing. There's the healing. Uh, it's made life so much easier. And it makes, it makes leveling easier. Um, so some people do microtransactions. Other people buy multiple gaming rigs. That's yes. right. And well, save them to their accounts. I, and I, have I themselves follow them. I have a desktop which already is big enough or powerful enough to run this game no problem. Yeah. I have a laptop yeah. which is powerful enough to run the game at lowest settings, just so it doesn't have have any like lag or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy for me to set up my laptop. Just right next to my keyboard on my desktop, and just as run long as the cast don't jump off on it, sir. That that is a problem. <laughs> that is that is a very very big problem. I do have one cat who does love to get up on my. And desk. all of a sudden, your your like starts running out of attention. <laughs> what are you doing? You can do. But the thing I like most most about the game is as long as I have my character selected on the second account, I all I have to do is hit one button and it auto follows, oh, nice. and it automatically targets through your target. So if if you're targeting a, a PC a fellow teammate, yeah. whatever they're targeting, you yeah, automatically yeah. fire your offensive weapons That's at. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. That's it's perfectly set up for this. And uh, I haven't really found the need to play any other games. So that's that's what I've been doing game-wise. Uh, no. You mean to those games? 
you're getting a Twilight 2000 game. Oh, I'm talking about video games. I haven't oh, gotten sorry. on to anything else. Oh, I have a lot of role-playing news to talk about. I have a lot of movies. Well, not yeah, a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, oh, there's, 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 we're, we're not done yet. Um, okay, so um, that's video game talk. Talking about role-playing, um, last weekend we had Pat run his uh, 40k role-playing, yes. at the end of which we made characters for the next game that I'm going to start running, which is Twilight 2000. I'm super excited about it. We're playing Fr French Foreign Legion in Europe after World War Three has occurred. And Paul's the oldest character at 60-some years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 rolled, I rolled amazing on that. Because Twilight 2000, uh, you keep doing tours. Okay, so let, let me explain how the life path system works. Um, I don't know if it's officially called life path system, but it's just what, it's what, we're, how we refer to it. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We have, yeah. So, so you start off as basically a 17-year-old who's just graduated uh, high school, and then based on whatever your initial starting characteristics are, you have the, a world of opportunity. What do you want to do with your life? And you go and do that for four years. At the end of four years, you learn some skills, you get a little older, and then you roll to see if war breaks out. Hmm. And if war doesn't break out, you keep going until war does break out. So over the course of your time during character creation, you could amass four, five, six different, like different careers. Eight. Yeah, or like Paul eight. Well, you're advanced in age. Oh he my is, god. He's, he's and then and he went medical the entire minute, so he was a doctor for six yeah. for six hours. So that's twenty-four years as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the medic of the group. It's ridiculous. So once uh, once you get to a certain point, at the end of every tour, you roll to see if war breaks out, and the roll gets more difficult the more tours you have, or the more careers that you've done, um, or terms there. Uh, so at the end, when war breaks out, you have one last term where you go through basic training if you haven't already been in the military, and then you're thrust into this world, this post-apocalyptic uh, world. So as because we're all playing French Foreign Legion, um, I'm going to have the guys starting off with like an old hospital that they've taken over as a base, and that'll provide a bit of security. And then I'll give them information about like neighboring towns and, and who the people are in each of them and what kind of what your relationship to them are. And then there'll be a, a, a bit of a... Um, what what's a, funny those were all officers. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people did go the the army route, and which kind of makes sense because combat is a, a large part of this game, yeah. and uh, having at least one or two terms in the army will help you. But the fact that everyone went officer, with the exception of Chris, I, I find that very funny. So it's a very top heavy yes. <laughs> group. I had no um, choice. Though. You do yeah. this. No, you do this. Well, because yeah, doctors automatically. Yeah, they automatically. Yeah, you come in as a captain. Being the second highest rank. Yeah, that was fortunate. It just. As soon as like war broke out, he automatically made you a captain. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm second in command, and I've got yeah, military. Well, just because yeah. you're critical training. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, we're the healers. But 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 the cool thing about the way I'm setting up the game is there will be a a minor storyline to kind of introduce people to the world that you're in, but after that, it's basically all on you. It's, it's going to be open sandbox, and depending on what direction you guys want to do or who you want to talk to, I'll, I'll have either separate adventures kind of ready to go or just bare bones and make shit up as we go along. <laughs> well, that's usually how we play games. True. Make shit up as we go along. Uh, so in addition to that game, um, I have started a, a brand new Star Wars campaign. With another <laughs> yes, another one. Uh, this one, again, is an online game that I'm running basically kind of once a month. 
and specifically for people who were on the Geek Nation tour in Adepticon, I pulled a bunch of them to see if people were interested in, in doing a Star Wars game, and there were a lot of people who were interested. So we managed to get a group of four people together who were kind of meeting for two or three hours once a month on a Saturday, kind of noonish, because the, the, time zones. the problem is time zones, right? Yeah. Adepticon, uh, especially on the Geek Nation tour, you have people from kind of all over the world. So one of the guys playing is from England. Uh, there's a couple playing who live in Alaska. That's like a 10 hour difference between those two. So we're starting super early for one, kind of late for the other, and I'm in the middle. So it's like lunchtime or one o'clock for us, for me here, uh, nine o'clock in the morning for the guys over in uh, Anchorage, or not Anchorage, but in Alaska. And the poor guy living in, uh, in England, he's starting at seven or eight in the evening. <laughs> so it's a bit of a discrepancy in time, but. Um, I'll never. Right. So we managed to do character creation uh, over the course of the first session, and we managed to get maybe like half an hour of actual game time in. Uh, but I think we're pretty well. I think we're gonna have a good time. Um, much like, and this is super funny. Um, a lot of the role-playing games, people talk about how everyone makes uh, like murder groups, where all you do is run around and destroy everything around you. No one cares about anything else. These guys seem to try to avoid combat as much as possible, which is something I've noticed in a lot of people who are playing, especially the Star Wars game. Um, I haven't met like a murder party yet. Everyone seems to try to find either social ways to get out of it or sneak well, around so, it. Star Wars, you're supposed to be there for the good, you know. Well, no, no. Even even if you're playing like a selfish smuggler, they're yeah. still trying to avoid combat we and did sneak that around. In your game, we try. Okay, we didn't. No, 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 you guys, you guys were good too. Yeah. Like, like a lot of the groups that I've played with have tried to find alternate means or alternate ways to get around well, uh, was, possible too, combat scenarios. In his Shadow Run one, mm -hmm. we've, uh, my guy's a the fixer type mm -hmm. guy, found a way to avoid combat completely and get the scenario done. Yeah. We did that in the Star Wars too. Yeah, exactly, with, that, with that's my, what I'm talking my, about. With my Jawa well, guy, in, in, instead of killing these two guys in the, in the, uh, the hangar or whatever. Mm -hmm. We, uh, I snuck in and played the crazy Jawa. And befriended them. And, bef and befriended the two Imperial guys. Yeah. They thought I was funny because I was like, yeah, and then they tried to get free, things free and blew stuff up. Which we ended that. Is, is that how that happened? Uh, no, 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 no. This no, was no. a different game. This was a different game. That, that also went very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so uh, I, I started yet another Star Wars campaign. We'll see how long this will last, because sometimes they'll go for a couple sessions and that'll be it. Sometimes they go for years. You need to you never know. up for Pendragon. Uh, Pendragon is pretty low on my list of priorities right now. You need to make it higher so we can uh, going. You Listen, just... Pen Pendragon's a game we play like three, four times a year. Well, we try and, I, and, I'm, and I'm happy with that. I'm, that that's that's a, a good... Fine, we're not we're not even halfway through the year yet. We've got plenty of time. You guys just came in a vault after killing off the guy emperor. Yeah, but I'm unconscious, so what do I care? <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to yeah, that's right. Moving on to TV shows. Um, uh, I just finished watching uh, the second season of American Gods. Speaking of Ian McShane, when did you have time to watch that? What do you hear about the podcast stuff? Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I stay awake until like three o'clock in the morning sometimes. So there, there's there's always time. Working. Yeah, not working has been good. Uh, that's going to end as of uh, the week after next, which is nice. Oh, I'll uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Got a, I got actually got a two-year contract, which Whoa. is almost unheard of so in good. the contracting world. Yeah, um, right. so I'm looking forward to that. It's in my field doing exactly the same stuff I did before, nice. which is fantastic. Um, so watch it now because yeah, two weeks. exactly, exactly. I haven't seen season two of the American Gods yet. Is it as good as the first? Oh, season, dude, or? it's amazing. Yeah. It's it gets even better. It gets weirder and crazier. Yeah, yeah. but have you, you've read the book though, right? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So it, it very closely uh, follows the uh, the storyline that's in the books. Um, I'm surprised of where they ended it. They, I, they didn't get as advanced in the story as I thought they were going to at the end of season two. Well, then you um, season three. Oh, there's definitely this definitely going to be a season. Uh, uh, well, Ian McShane's already talking about the news, news rumors, that's so sure. uh, So um, that was uh, American Gods. I'm watching that on my own, much like you do, Joe. Uh, there's shows that I watch with my girlfriend. Do, yeah. Right. There's <laughs> shows that she has no interest in, and there's shows that she is interested in. Just like Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> I don't fucking watch that stuff. No way. What's up? I've seen all 12 seasons of it. Um, it's true. Okay. No, but I, I'll watch just about anything. Um, Another show that I am watching with my girlfriend, uh, we went back and started re-watching old episodes of a show called The Unit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is a great show. <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're kind of partway through the last season now. So yeah. we've, we're, we're almost at the end. We're in the final stretch, and it's almost over. All right, Top, where is the objective? Ah, oh, fuck. It is such so a good, good show. Um, I, I cannot recommend the show enough. Is the Colonel banging the girl still, or what? Uh, no, no, that's ended. Okay. I love that show. Yeah. It got canceled a few years ago. Oh, no, it's, this is maybe 10 years old now. It's been, it's been canceled for, it went through four seasons, uh, I think ended around 2010, maybe, 2012. Yeah, it, it's, an, it's an old show, um, but a very, very good one. Um, there, there's a more modern kind of remake of it called uh, Seal Team. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's called Seal Team. Oh, it's a show uh, with uh, uh, David Boreanaz as uh, the main character in it. Uh, very similar storylines, just slightly more modern. Uh, that is an excellent show as well. Um, so anyway, we're almost finished watching that, but we're watching that off the discs that I've had for many years. And um, it's kind of a pain in the ass to go up to the, the machine, flip out it's discs. It's terrible. Yeah. In, in this day and age of, of network streaming or online streaming, uh, having to actually swap out discs is such a pain in the ass that we don't watch more than four episodes of, of the unit at a time. And then if we still have extra time and we want to watch another show, we just go back to Netflix and watch something else. So at the same time, we're also watching another show that I actually have on DVD, but we're only watching it through streaming. This, this show called Grimm. Oh. Grimm is such a fun show. Yeah, I miss Grimm. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's recently ended, right? Maybe two years ago? Yeah, I, I follow basically the entire cast on social media. Okay. Uh, I missed that show a lot. Yeah, it's very, very good. And we're, like, I, I'd seen up to, I think, the end of season four, and um, Jen had never seen it. So I'm like, well, okay, let's see if you're, like, we watched the first episode. She was like, this is really good. And so now we're partway through the first season. Uh, so I'm really enjoying being back into Grimm again. It's, it kind of reminds me a bit of Shadowrun in that it's mixing kind of the old world um, supernatural creatures with the modern day, but it's all hidden. So it's it's all kind of underground and he's the only person who really sees them unless something horrible happens, then regular people see them too. And that's always usually at the very end of their life. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a really cool show. Grimp has one of the best ensemble casts that mm -hmm. I've seen in quite a while. Like the chemistry 
and everything. And of course, I think if I remember right, uh, one of the guys from Angel was the main like executive producer behind. Okay. And everything like that. And uh, just if you have a chance to see it, see, where are you streaming it from? Oh, that's on Netflix. It's on regular Netflix. Okay. Although, yeah, yeah, hold on. And I could not fast find. forward though because we don't get an hour left. Okay, that's we fine. I'm just going to say it might not be on regular Netflix because, again, I watch it through yeah. Opera yeah. Uh, with a VPN. So I'm, I'm, it's yeah, very possible. I'm, I'm it's, sure it's, it's not, not on Netflix. I just, I just did a search. Oh, okay. Well, if you're on Opera and you watch it through Opera, you too can watch Netflix from anywhere around the world. You can be cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I do it. Um, that's really it. Uh, movies, the only movie I think I've seen in the past uh, couple of weeks is, are the two John, two of the three John Wick movies. Um, the third one being me and Pat went to see it in movie theaters oh, with Jen um, yeah. last weekend. Oh, no, Monday. We just saw it just oh yeah, you're right. Monday, just, just this past week. Anyway, it was great. Loved it. Uh, okay, let's move on to segment two, news and rumors. So we have... pretty much covered that. So well, no, 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 yeah, Pat, Pat's got a couple of things he wants to talk about. And I'm going to take this second to run to the washroom. Uh, uh, is there one want to I'm going to take a moment, gentlemen. I just want to say thank you so very much for this awesome point. I'm going to have to step up and okay. get back to the family. No problem. Say, this has been an amazing experience. Again, yes. the two times I've ever been on a podcast, <laughs> it just get, keeps getting better. And you're welcome to talk to you again soon, Professor. Oh, please. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And hopefully in about two weeks, I'll also have a So yeah, uh, Dark Crystal was an amazing movie that 
unfortunately didn't get as much um, attention as it should have. It didn't catch on. Um, mm. But now they're they're doing. I think yeah, it's a prequel series of it, and it looks really good for the some of the pictures that are coming out. All news of John Wick. We already talked about the yes, they they've already John Wick Four will be coming out in twenty twenty one. Uh, so production will be going to place a little search filming probably next year and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've heard that they're still moving forward with the international. Like, uh, sorry, what's the name of the hotel in John Wick? Well, that's that's. Uh, are you talking about the Jodie Foster movie? No, no, no. I'm talking about the hotel. Oh, uh, the Continental. The Continental. Yes. Uh, I haven't they heard more. They're planning a new TV. Like they're talking about in the series on yeah. the Continental. I haven't heard more about that or not. But like I said, I know they're coming out with John Wick 4 uh, in 2021. And also in 2021, Akira is going to get a live action reboot uh, with uh, Wakiki. Type Wakiki? Yeah. Wakiki! From uh, Thor and Law. Uh, one of the things that I really like. We have the Shadows? Or we have yeah, the Shadows? What we do in the Shadows. What we do in the Shadows, yes. Uh, so they're going to be doing a new a retake of Akira. Uh, which should be interesting because that, that was an amazing uh, movie based on the manga. And I'd be interested to see what they can do for a live action for that. I, I, I don't know if I can really see that imagined in live action. Although I guess CGI has gotten to the point nowadays where maybe it is possible. Yeah. I was wondering if the ending would make any sense. Right. Because I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, I think I saw Akira twice and I still have no idea how Well, yeah, well, I can see I read the manga first, so I understood more. And uh, I was telling everybody earlier for the machine news, not only is he coming out with the, he's doing another uh, John Wick, but mm. also they're going back to Deadwood. And they've right. a movie, uh, which actually takes place 10 years after the end of the series uh, to tie everything up. So he's going back as the foul mouth brothel owner. Right. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know, like, there's no really kind of secret release dates in that, but it has finished and it's done and in a can, so it's better when it's coming out. Now, is it going to be released theatrically or is it going like straight to video? Um, it's HBO. HBO, okay. Yeah, because they're the ones who did the, right, the TV, show. TV show. Sure. Uh, other than that, I don't have too much for news and rumors besides just looking forward to Godzilla coming up the end of the month. Godzilla! Yeah. I, I gotta admit, I've got no yeah, I'm kind of the same. Uh, I have way more interest in that than I do for Dark Phoenix. Um, yeah, again, something I'm not super, super interested in. I mean, I'll still go see it yeah. because I've seen all the other. Well, let's just say, I've seen all the other ones, so one's all it's, it's that sucking fallacy thing, you know, sucking income. And, yeah, but then it might as well go for it. But uh, I'm not expecting, this is different, I'm not expecting too much for it. Right. So it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not going to be end game level um, no. superheroes. No. Uh oh. I'm not a, I didn't really hate the way they did Dark Phoenix storyline in the original X-Men trilogy. Um, I, th there are large portions of it that I found sweet and well done. Like, um, I, I, like at the end where Wolverine's coming towards her and she's basically just disintegrating his body and it's kind of reforming and then being disintegrated and again. And then she gets a little sanity where, you know. Yeah, exactly. That, that lucid moment she has where all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, it's Logan. Anyway, the, the, there, were, there were parts of it that were really well done, but overall the storyline is kind of, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that it's just really hard to capture the ending of the Dark Phoenix saga on film. 
Well, no, because you have to do the whole thing is the Derp scenes didn't take place in a couple of columns. That took place over a couple of years. Yeah, they right. built up towards it. Right. They built up very slowly in the background. And then, I mean, like the finale of it, you've got the Shiar Imperial Guard. Yes. Which are all top characters that really Well, you have to have the, health, really the Hellfire Club as well because that's yeah. part of the, the mastermind and everything with the manipulating Gene Grey with the illusions and right. stuff. So, so, I mean, yeah. I'm still, I'm still interested. Whether I'll have well, it's the same thing. Like, I like the movie Civil War, but it wasn't the comic book Civil War because right. again, you're taking events that took place over multiple comics right. over a couple of years, you know, and putting it down to a two and a bit hour movie. Right. Um, so, but that's it for me for news and rumors. Yeah, I've got nothing to add to news and rumors. Oh, other than the official release date for. Uh, uh, urban warfare is yes. oh, June. Sorry, I do have one more. Sorry, wait. Uh, because I was talking about the fourth anniversary of Alien. Mm -hmm. The They're Alien RPG. Our Alien RPG. And if you order this weekend or do a pre order, you'll get a small advanced copy of the rules. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's a 400 page book, but you're going to get the 160 page, like bare bones, right. just the idea of what the game is going to be looking like right. uh, if you pre order right now. So that's going to be coming out in September or a little bit later. So I'm looking forward to that. And also the Ethereum game, role-playing game, should be coming out in June. Right. Uh, which is yes, that's still going to be your birthday gift. I'm going to get that for you. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to have to wait till next March? No, well, hopefully if I get it in June when it comes out. Oh, I see. This year's birthday. This year's birthday. Yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, oh. And yes, also for all the news rumors, news is, yes, uh, I'm a basement is hoping to be at Warzone in uh, the Montreal for, well, not for, sorry, the Montreal event for that. Do you remember the dates going off at? Uh, September 7th and 8th. Okay. It's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Okay. So, so Montreal, two hours away from Ottawa, in case you're uh, wanting to come down and hang out with us there. Yeah. So that's it. Mm -hmm. So, wait, you had something? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I'm a very big fan of the New Mutants comics, from yes. this, particularly the ones from back in the Especially the Claremont Psychobush run. Uh, they've made a film based on. Yeah, it's been a film for the It's done for a couple of years. Disney, Disney keeps never getting released. Disney is actually committed to a release date. Uh, it'll be spring uh, 2020, which will be pretty much two years exactly after the original scheduled release date. Yeah, that's not a good but, sign. Um, but a lot of people were speculating that uh, they'd simply dump it straight to Hulu. So, oh, at, least, at least they're planning on putting it out. Because uh, it's an interesting take on it. It's more of a uh, horror. Yeah, it's more of a horror take on it. I'm not a huge horror fan, but yeah, yeah. looking at that era of New Mutant storytelling, I can see how it well, lends itself yeah. very well. Especially well magic and Nana Rasputin being connected yeah. with the limbo and demons yeah. and stuff yeah, like that. Not to mention Daniel Moonstar. There, yes, you know, so, uh, so I'm glad they've committed to a release date for Yeah, finally, because like I said, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, this looks interesting. We, you know, a superhero movie done as a horror. Unfortunately, we're getting beaten to that thing by Breakbird. Mm -hmm. um, but just, sorry, just doing it if you don't mind. Uh, Demi DeVito, because I don't know if people have seen the memes and stuff going around. They're saying who should replace Wolverine for, as you know, it's a huge actor with Wolverine. And a lot of people are like, Danny DeVito should do it. And I'm like, no, Danny DeVito should be Puck. 
The problem with me though, it's just too old. No, but he can play an old puck. He can play an old puck though. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> but also, like, I would say it was Wolverine, but I said, if, if anything, part, 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 part of the thing is that Puck is basically immortal, so. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's immortal because of the demon thing and stuff like that, so. Yeah. But, uh, and not to mention that, at least temporarily, he was king of hell. Yes. But that so, was one of the definitely stranger um, storylines that I've ever heard of. But, uh, but yeah, so there's that. Um, I don't know if it was mentioned. Uh, it's well known, as I mentioned before, that Arrow is coming to an end yes. next season. But uh, I don't know if we mentioned that Emily Penn Rickards, who has been a big part since the very early days of Arrow, um, playing uh, Felicity Smoke, has left the show. Oh, really? Yeah. She um, Her final episode was the final episode of the season. Oh, that's too bad. So, um, she is moving on, although relationships are still good, as I understand it, so don't be terribly surprised if she shows up for like the grand finale right. uh, next fall. Can you? Um, so all of the CW's superhero shows, Sorry. Arrowverse, have finished airing for the season, mm-hmm. and apparently all of them, with the exception of Black Lightning, because it's not involved, yeah. Have been setting up the big, massive uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths really? crossover for next year, fall. Okay. Uh, and it's been it's been revealed the structure of it. Apparently, there's going to be four episodes. It's going to be Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow will be involved this year. Okay. They're not uh, they're not uh, hitting nor on the phone and skipping it. Uh, and there's going to be two in December and two in January. So okay. apparently they're doing the first two, they're taking Christmas off, and they're doing the second two. So uh, it's all really interesting stuff. Um, there have been some really strong hints about the ultimate fate of Oliver Queen and everything like that. So it's definitely something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the coming out, Theater soon front. Uh, there's a new Terminator film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've I've lost Dark, interest in the Terminator series the, after the third one. Yeah. So, Hamilton. Yeah. So Linda Hamilton's back. And they're again trying to. So apparently they're they're pulling from Genesis. No. no um, they are pulling a note from the last Halloween sequel. Yeah. Which brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. And avoided all of it. So essentially, they're ignoring everything from Halloween 1. Well, well, I don't know if. Yeah, they went from Halloween 1, okay. and then 2, 3, and all those ones. They went, they don't exist. Here's the, even the Halloween 2020 yeah, H2O. They, they went more that one. Right. Yeah. So similarly, um, they're ignoring everything past Terminator 2. Okay, yeah. good. Because so, that's that's when I lost interest. So, yeah, it's and a, they changed the the whole concept of how the timeline's supposed to work. Yeah, it's a decent creative team behind it. I mean, for one thing, you have Linda uh, Hamilton back, and I've seen a teaser trailer for it. And you know, Hamilton's got to be what in her sixties now, probably. And that she still looks like a badass. Listen, I put Terminator Two. 
probably in my top twenty best movies of all time. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, like, if if it's if it goes in the same vein at the as very that least, as far as top action films, yes, absolutely for me. But um, you're surprisingly one of the best sequels. Yeah. Well, seen. also a little touches like the. You know, the box of roses that has a gun. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, guns guns, guns and, roses? and roses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, like so, a little touch like that, that just you go, oh, wait. Yeah, people, cool. people put that. some yeah. thought into this, yeah. yeah. So, James Cameron is a producer on the film. Okay. Uh, it's the director of Deadpool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, he can do action. He's yeah. directing it. Uh, like Oh, it looks kind of interesting. I don't know if I'll make it out to the theater. Is Arnie coming back? Yes. He is in it, yes. Oh, Arnie. fantastic. You can't have a Terminator movie. Well, I don't know. Genesis was we'll, we'll, very good. Yeah. Genesis, and they shouldn't have had Arnie in that one. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand where they're going with the old Terminator, but they... I thought that, they did that well, though. Yeah. Well, no, they, the thing is, they messed up the whole timeline. They did, yeah. They, they fucked the timeline. They also made, made John but, and Terminator. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, he got. He was oh, yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spoilers for a two-year-old. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna watch it. Two-year-old. Genesis. You mean you mean Gen Y? I like. I liked it only for what's her name, isn't it? Amelia Clark. Yeah. Oh, is she? Does she play the Terminator? Plays no. Sarah Connor. I can't see her as a Sarah Connor. She's too meek. Oh, she no, she was not meek in that movie. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess she's not really no, meek no. as the mother of dragons no. either, but I'm just thinking Compare, more of to her how, she, how she started I, off. Basically, the thing with Genesis, of course, is they... I think you mean Gen Weiss's. Yeah. <laughs> they, they left it open to a sequel. That was the yeah. worst part. But uh, they basically kind of turned everything on yeah. its head. And right. so the yeah. Kyle Reese character shows up. Yeah, and, he's, he's like the new main character. And... Sarah's all, this is the guy I'm supposed to follow up with. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but she can't meet him but, before uh, she meets him for the yeah, first time. Any, anyways, yeah, the timeline is completely changed in yeah. the But Clark was enjoyable in the role. I mean, could definitely she was the only reason I bought a diamond. Yeah, I actually paid my she made a convincing badass. Wait, which remember from Endgame, as a scientist explained in Endgame, that, you know, that it's not changing, it's not changing a whole new set. We aren't seriously trying to apply the time travel rules yes. from a completely different franchise. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Well, hey, they put the side, they're starting to try to. Hey, do, do you want to try to apply Endgame time travel, time travel rules to Doctor Who? Oh, try that one. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Also, also back, back to the future. Come on. No, no, back to the future. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk time travel, oh. Doctor Who is the grandfather. Well, of course it is. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so yeah, so there's that. Nothing. You know, we're starting to get into the quiet, the quiet yeah, time. Yeah, when we run out of stuff. Not as much. Not, not as much new stuff coming out. Um, yeah. But. In the world of comics, a couple of interesting things. Uh, I just remembered uh, there is a comic related news, not news, but comic related stuff I wanted to talk about back in our weeks in the hobby. Oh, too late. Uh, it is, but I'm going to go back to it anyway right now because it's the perfect time. Um, I've actually been going back and, and reading through the uh, the entire runs of 
the Darth Vader series that they did, okay. and also Dr. Aphra. Dr. Aphra is turning into my absolute favorite character in the Star Wars I, universe. I, I've heard really good things. If if you liked your anti-heroes, mm-hmm. Dr. Aphra was a good Oh, one. she's hilarious. Uh, I saw so well the thing on, on YouTube about uh, there's a new comic book Dr. Uh, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. where there's a nurse or a side doctor who falls in love with him, but it's the uncorded love, like he doesn't know she exists. But she's like, oh, he left this for me, and this whole like, the whole comic and like, stuff like that. That might be Doctor Afra. So, so he actually uses her basically as an agent to oh, do no, his. No, his no, oh, this, this is it, this is a, a faceless, oh, I see. strong okay. person who. Well, she's, falls, she's yeah, she that sounds like love him. Falls for Vader, and yeah, I've heard. Definitely mixed reviews. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Dumber Fader is in love, but it's not, he doesn't even notice her. Right. But she's like, oh, he loves me, we're going to be sick for the future. Yeah, okay, that sounds stupid. Well, it's just when he kills her again. Well, spoilers, great. I was going to yeah, check that thanks, out. Thanks, dude. Thanks, uh, you're dead. You're the worst at spoiling. Oh, no, Paul was, with the, you know, dropping the one for that, you know, the TV show that you're like, hey, See, what? you don't even remember what it was about, so well, there you go. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. Well, we got a game where you talk about the fake aliens that so, come in, they go to a different planet. Yeah, nice try. I knew that. Well, I never said the word aliens because Marvel would really actually have right. all that stuff. Of course it would. Because all the Star Wars stuff comes out through Marvel these days. And the neat thing is, is that uh, they got the rights back to the old Star Wars from the game. Oh, the, the Dark Wars Oh, God. So those, so, no, not the Dark the well, Star Wars ones. Marvel lost the rights to it. Dark Horse did publish mm-hmm. reprints of all of it and stuff, but Marvel has all the rights. Over the originals, okay. So you've got all of this. Well, the Dark Horse there is a, a, under, that's the Dark Horse ones that first did the tele, the holographic attack thing, like they you know, like created yeah. a whole new holographic with all that actually interact with the world and everything. Yeah. And the so, big planet eating. I don't, I don't know devices. if uh, Marvel has permission to put the Dark Horse stuff on their services. But they do have the right to pretty much everything because Dark Horse essentially doesn't have the right to any of the stuff that they made under that license. Yeah. Lucasfilm owns all of it. And of course. As well as giving all of it to Marvel. Right. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's that's cool though. And I've heard Kieran Gillen's uh, Darth Vader. I think it's Gillen. Um, but any, anyways, uh, the modern Darth Vader stuff. Mm-hmm. I've heard. So many good things about it. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's amazing. To check it out. But, uh, but yeah, so as far as news and rumors go, that's about it. So, uh, do we have a topic of discussion? Uh, no, and we're at the two hour mark. Yeah. So, why don't we call well, it we here? More, but yeah. Well, plus, we're going to lose, uh, we're gonna lose this, the space in about an hour. Too. Yeah, so, we, we still need time to, to tear everything down. So, uh, listen, we're at a minute 57 right now. Uh, uh, sorry, an, an hour and 57 minutes. Um, this sounds like the perfect time to say thank you for joining us for another episode of the Adam Basement Podcast. Yes, we're up to almost 100 now, right? We're at 81. 81. This, this will be 81. So, 20 more, so maybe a year and a half. Yeah, we'll be 100 in a couple years. Yeah. I'd say by the end of uh, 2020, we'll be at, at 100 episodes. Uh, we're starting to average once a month. Yeah. So. Try it anyway. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yep, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. 
The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.